0: Madam Speaker, I rise today to recognize Herschel Luckinville of Montgomery, Illinois, as the Illinois Veteran of the Month.
1: My friend, he fought in Vietnam, just a kid out of high school with big dreams, never talks much about it.
0: The title of Veteran of the Month is bestowed upon individuals who have been exceptionally dedicated to honoring veterans and improving our community. A Navy veteran of the Vietnam War, Mr. Luckenbill, has taken great effort to continue his service beyond active duty. Oh,
1: welcome home, my friends.
0: episode 31 of the podcast, we talk with Herschel Luckenbill of the Fox Valley Veterans Breakfast Club.
1: Welcome to Veteran Voices, the oral history podcast.
0: Our mission is to give every veteran a chance to share his or her story. On Veteran Voices, the oral history podcast, we like to talk about local veteran stories and with those who tell and share those stories in creative and interesting ways. I'm Kevin Farkas of the Veteran Voices of Pittsburgh Oral History Initiative. By all accounts, it must have been a proud moment for Herschel Luckinville when Representative Bill Foster stood on the floor of the U.S. Congress and praised his efforts serving the Illinois veterans community. That's part of Congressman Foster's speech at the beginning of the show, check it out on YouTube by clicking on the link in the show notes for this podcast. Like many veterans I know, Herschel is unassuming. He probably shrugged off the attention and praise. Just doing my job, he probably said to everyone. No big deal. Well, what Herschel does in service of veterans really is a big deal to veterans, of course. And as we'll hear on the podcast, Herschel's work with the Fox Valley Veterans Breakfast Club is a big deal for all of us who care about, respect, and want to better understand our nation's history from those who served in uniform. And what better way to learn about the veterans' experience than to bring veterans together with the public, have breakfast and a cup of coffee, and share some stories? That's what we do here in Pittsburgh with our own Veterans Breakfast Club, hosted by Todd DiPastino. Our mission is to create communities of listening around veterans and their stories to ensure that this living history will never be forgotten. And we believe, as does Herschel Luckenbi and, and the Fox Valley Veterans Breakfast Club, that through these gatherings of veterans of all eras and branches of service, we can be educated, healed, and inspired by the stories veterans share with us. Good morning,
1: Mrs. Herschel.
0: Hi, Herschel. This is Kevin in Pittsburgh. How are you? How's Kevin? I'm pretty good, sir.
1: Oh, I was just sitting there trying to figure out which one is online here, trying to, which breakfast club. You're the breakfast club of uh, out of Pittsburgh?
0: Yes, sir. We are in Pittsburgh.
1: Okay, good, good. How about York, Pennsylvania?
0: No, that's uh, that's another organization.
1: That's another organization. We, we got to get in the headlines. Well, we're Fox Valley Veterans Breakfast Club, so that's why we don't show up just under Breakfast Veterans Breakfast Club.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the name makes a difference. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. We get uh, some e- email every once in a while from the group in the UK, a very large group there. They want to know if we're going to come to uh, London or Lancashire or something like that. And um, I said, well, we, we may be there someday.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it looks like I've got to go, get in there and see more of your stuff. So, but anyway, here we are.
0: Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I'm really interested to know a bit of your background, how the Breakfast Club got started there in Fox Valley, some of the things that you're doing there. I know you're doing great work, bringing the vets together, sharing those stories, and uh, some of the things that um, you're planning for the future. Okay.
1: Okay. That's, that sounds great. Um, a little bit about myself. I uh, served in Vietnam aboard the, in the Navy. Aboard the USS O'Brien DD-725 uh, from 1964 to 1967, uh, the USS O'Brien was a mighty fighting uh, naval ship. She was involved in D-Day, took shrapnel in Cherbourg. Uh, and uh, after that bout, we went across, uh, or the ship went across the Panama Canal over in the Pacific, took two kamikazes, and uh, liked to lost a ship on one of those had her by over 100 sailors killed in, in one of those uh, kamikazes. Oh. But then they put her back in the fleet. And uh, in Korea, she was uh, received shrapnel in, in uh, Operation Buzzsaw toward the end of the uh, Korea War. And then in Vietnam, while I was aboard the ship, uh, we were off the coast of North Vietnam in, this, in the Gulf of Tonkin. Uh, we were there. Our mission was to sink the supply ships going south. And uh, she, uh, Viet Cong, opened fire on us from Shore Battery. We received three direct hits, killing two of our shipmates, giving five others Purple Hearts. Wow. Out of my four years in the Navy, I uh, loved every day of it except that day. And that was a day that will live in my mind forever. Hmm. Um, I got out of the Navy. I went right in and joined the VFW. Well,
0: let me stop you right there, Herschel. Why did you join the Navy in the first place?
1: Well, I'm from Southern Oklahoma. So <laughs> I my dad had served 24 years in the Army. Oh, World War One and World War Two, and then uh, my brother, he went into the Air Force through ROTC up at uh, Oklahoma State University, and uh, I don't know, I wanted to be different, I guess, so I joined the Navy, <laughs> and uh, the Navy brought me up to Great Lakes, where I went through boot camp, and then after boot camp, I went right aboard the O'Brien, I stayed aboard her my entire time while in the Navy. When I got out of the Navy, I, first thing I did when I got home was look in the phone book and find uh, a VFW post. And uh, I joined the VFW post and the, the group of World War One and World War Two veterans at that time. Took me under their wings. Uh, two years later, they made me post commander. Uh, went on to the district adjutant, all the way up through the district commander. And um, I stayed very active in VFW for a while. Then I started having children, and, and we, we took time off so that we could coach pony baseball for 14 years, youth tackle football, deal with my job. I was a sprinkler fitter, automatic fire protection for 41 years. And now we're getting to the veterans part of it.
0: Why was the VFW important for you to join?
1: Well, I saw what was going on on the outside. Everybody talks now today about how they were mistreated and how they were spit on and everything. You know, I didn't see that. Personally, I didn't see that because I felt that I associated myself with people like me, with veterans. I just can't, Say that I ever saw the the bad mistreatment that others received, and I'm so thankful for that. And, and you know, I just, I'm still, I've am been a life member since 1969 in the VFW. I belong to the American Legion, I'm an officer over there, I'm a trustee over there. But anyway, now we're going to start the good part. We uh, <laughs> I was in a grocery store one day and had a World War II veteran walk up to me and he said he saw my hat, you know, I always wear a military hat or a military t-shirt. And he walked up to me and he said, hey, you're a veteran. Why don't you uh, come over to our veterans' breakfast club? And I said, uh, where is it? And why, when is it? Well, of course, it's 7 o'clock in the morning, every other Thursday morning over to a little restaurant. I said, all right, I'll try it out. So I, I uh, went over there and I, I saw this group of about, oh, 25 guys. And uh, they were just having breakfast, walked in, had breakfast. One guy tells a joke. One guy does the bosun's pipe to let everybody know that, that it's time to eat and all that. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, I thought it was, uh, you know, a little wacky at first, but, uh, I, I, I came around the, the lady from honor flight Chicago came out that morning and was giving her spill about what, you know, what honor flight could do for the veterans, taking them to Washington DC for free and all of that. So, uh, I, I seemed to grab onto that and got involved. Well, I started going to the meetings and this, uh, guy that was running it was the, uh, past state senator, Senator Bob Mitchler, wonderful man, wonderful man. Uh, But he he took me under his wings and he said, you know, I'm getting old and I'm getting tired. And he said, "Uh, the guys like you, I'd rather like for you to take this organization over. Well, he and six other guys had started the, the club in 1991 just as a destroyer escort club. Well, we decided everybody belongs in this. So we are an organization that has no boundaries. We take in any veteran, any war, any any time period. If you signed your name on the dotted line and said that you'd give your life for this country, you're a veteran and you belong to the Vox Valley Veterans Breakfast Club. So we, uh, the restaurant where we were having our meetings kind of got real bad, I would say, and closed. And uh, when they did that, we uh, moved over to another restaurant Bob Mitchell stepped down. I took over, and uh, we've built our breakfast club up to anywhere from seventy to eighty-five veterans every other Thursday morning. Wow! And uh, we get together. We have a good time. It's it's all about camaraderie. Uh, it's no structured meeting. Uh, I do get up. I do have a guest speaker at every one of our breakfasts, and uh, you know they they kind of get tired of hearing of uh, senior citizen homes and uh, and uh, <laughs> well, what these. People that come in and, and serve you just before you die—they right. <laughs> they get tired of—they get tired of hearing from them people. So, uh, you know, I try to go out. I bring in mayors from different communities around the area to give uh, state of the the village uh, messages to us. Uh, uh, this last week, we had a new uh, bank branch manager that that just came into town, so we brought him in and introduced him.
0: When you first came to the breakfast those many years ago. Were people sharing their stories, and what were your thoughts about all these different stories that you were hearing?
1: You know, they weren't sharing them as much as they do now because we're working on a program to to get their stories. But what was going on when Bob Metzler was running the show? Of course, he was a past state senator, remember? Around election time, all we had as speakers was politicians. So one of the first things that I asked the, the membership what they would like for me not to do, and they said, don't bring politicians in here. We don't want to see <laughs> someone's face when they're running for office and then never see them again. Right, right. So that's one thing I have definitely lived up to. We have a Marine that uh, is a, a state representative a lady, and uh, she's sweet as she can be. But uh, no, she does not talk politics at the breakfast club. We do not allow it. I had another lady call me last week. Can I come and introduce myself to the breakfast club? I said, if you're going to talk politics, no, ma'am, you
0: can't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're a 501c3, so that's a bit of a dicey thing anyways, right?
1: Well, we're 501c19. Oh, I see. Which is the same as three, except we're all veterans.
0: So the stories that you have been hearing at the breakfast, what are they like?
1: What we actually do to get that story now, every month since last April a year ago, I appoint or anoint a veteran of the month, and we have a newspaper writer that sits down with that veteran, and he writes their story and puts it in the paper. So every month, we have a half page or or more about an individual veteran, and what we do with that after we get this information, then we send it down to Springfield, Illinois, the state capitol, and they put it in the archives. But we're finding out where they served, how they felt when they got out. Uh, We find out about their family. Uh, We find out about how they worked the rest of their life, and now what they're giving back to the country. So it's uh, it's quite interesting.
0: I'm looking at some photographs here of your breakfast, and uh, where is the location? Is it the same place every time, same restaurant?
1: It was. We were at uh, a place called Grandma's Table, where most of the pictures were taken. It's a restaurant that uh, would hold about 65 people. And about a month and a half ago, we outgrew it. I mean, we, we had people standing, and so we moved over to another restaurant called Riverview Diner. Right now, we have about three to four chairs left there, and then if it, we keep growing, we're going to have to find another place, and, wow. and I'm looking all over. It's, it's just it's wonderful. You can be feeling pretty low in the morning and get up and walk into a room full of veterans, and you'll start smiling.
0: Yes that's the same experience that we have here is, you know, the camaraderie is just an amazing thing. You know, there's always the inter-service kind of joking around, but the the respect that veterans give each other, especially, you know, in sharing some of these stories or, you know, veterans often feel very emotional about their service, but that respect is something that I always find remarkable at these events.
1: I've had the honor and privilege of working with one of your Pennsylvania boys in raising money for Honor Flight Chicago and, and other veterans' uh, things going on here, the Vietnam wall, moving wall. Ricky Lee. I don't know if you know of Ricky or not. He's from Altoona, Pennsylvania. He is a patriotic country singer. If you get a chance, I'd like for you to go on his website, rickyleemusic.com, and listen to some of his music. One of them is Looking for America that he's, he's got out right now that he's just published.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He has come here to Aurora, and one day the, the Breakfast Club sponsored a Made in America concert. And he came in and sang for us, and we had a Medal of Honor recipient uh, here at the event, and we raised $32,500 one day. Wow. I have a little brochure that I have here, and we have what's called actions and happenings. First off, our our motto is to enhance the morale and well-being of all veterans and promote camaraderie between all veterans. Mm -hmm. That's that's what we live for and live by. Mm -hmm. Um, We visit and assist veterans in nursing homes, hospitals, and those that are homebound. I have one veteran, that at least five days a week, I take him oatmeal or Dunkin' Donuts or or McDonald's pancakes. And uh, the club picks that all up, and because he's shut in. Mm -hmm. I have another one that uh, he's in the nursing home, but he was a Breakfast Club member. He's now in the nursing home. His wife is gonna be 100 years old on September the 6th, and she still is at home by herself, but I go by about every other day and pick her up and take her to the nursing home to see her husband. Every time we have a veteran that passes, we have a call list, and we call every all of our membership, and we all go to the funeral home at one time, and we do a final salute and read a poem, He is Gone, and present that to the family. So we make the veterans feel that they are somebody. They're needed. They're respected. Uh, we sponsored the, the Vietnam Moving Wall in 2013 in Aurora, Illinois. We had 250,000 people see the wall there. I can't get enough of the wall because I have two shipmates on there, one of them who slept right above me when he got killed.
0: Mm, my goodness.
1: So I put the application in this, this year, and I will have the Vietnam Moving Wall in Oswego, Illinois, in 2017. Wow. And uh, then three times a year, I send out a letter to local, local businesses, and I collect enough money to pay for every veteran's breakfast three times a year, Veterans Day, Memorial Day, and Christmas. We uh, we take field trips. We went to the East Conflict Wall in Marcellus, Illinois, We've been to boot camp graduations in Great Lakes, Illinois. We've been to Pritzker Library in Willis Tower in Chicago. Uh, we support Honor Flight Chicago and Vets Row, which is a four-day bus trip to Washington, D.C. Uh, we are a contributor to the Allen Lynch Foundation, which helps emergency money for needy vets. Uh, we support Quilts of Valor, and we support other veterans organizations. So that's just a few of the things that, that our Veterans Breakfast Club does.
0: We'll return shortly to our conversation with Pershal Luckenbill of the Fox Valley Veterans Breakfast Club in Montgomery, Illinois. You are listening to episode 31 of Veteran Voices, the oral history podcast, a production of the Social Voice Podcast Network. To learn more about us and to access our other podcasts and online collection of veteran stories, visit our website, veteranvoicesofpittsburgh.com. You can also join us on Facebook and Twitter don't miss an episode of our many podcasts. Subscribe on iTunes and leave us a helpful review. You can also subscribe to our podcasts with Android and through email. Our nonprofit mission is to create communities of listening around local veterans and their stories through public storytelling programs and oral history interviews so that veterans of all eras and branches of service can preserve and share their memories in their own words. Thousands of local veterans, and their families, and members of the public have participated in our special storytelling events and Veterans Oral History Project. But you know, we need your help. Please support our nonprofit mission by becoming an underwriter or by making a tax deductible donation. Visit Veteran of where you can make a secure online donation. That's Veteran Voices of Pittsburgh.com and make a secure online donation. return now to our conversation with Hershel Luckinville of the Fox Valley Veterans Breakfast Club. So what I find really remarkable here is that you're not only coming together at the breakfast, you're having a nice meal and you have a speaker and you have a whole program there that you know brings fellowship together, but that your organization is also out there active in the veterans community or the community at large, doing things, getting those veterans out on field trips and so forth. That's very active, very dynamic. I like that.
1: It's wonderful. And especially when you look at some of the, we have at our breakfast now, we have at least nine World War II veterans still active. That are there every other Thursday, rain or shine, ice or snow, they're there. So I have a 90. Uh, uh, in October he'll be 96, and he still drives his Lexus all oh, over town. Oh, God bless
0: him. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit about the makeup of the folks who come. So you have a, a few of the World War II veterans.
1: We have a few Korea veterans, but the majority is Vietnam. I mean, at our age and time, the Vietnam veteran is, is prevalent. You know. Uh, we do have a few, uh, a couple, Afghanistan and, and Desert Storm are the later wars, as I would call it.
0: Right. We find here that, uh, the you know, the younger folks, uh, the post-9-11 veterans, you know, they're busy raising families. They have their careers. So coming out in the morning, a uh, weekday breakfast is uh, sometimes not very doable. So we do get an older crowd, uh, Vietnam. We still have many, many World War Two veterans who attend our events all throughout uh, the Pittsburgh area, but reaching the younger veterans—that's a bit of a challenge. So we actually started a program here that reaches out to the younger vets, and we hold gatherings in the evenings at brew pubs and uh, various things that uh, you know are a little bit more casual, a little more time-friendly for these veterans. The veteran, the younger veterans who do come to your organization, tell me about them. What is their experience being around the older vets?
1: Well, the one guy that's very active—he uh, he works for a mortgage company, and his boss who came and spoke at the the breakfast club gives him time off to come to the breakfast club another guy is but well they're just in in positions where that they can come in the morning or they have evening afternoon jobs so we don't have a lot we would really like to have more and we will we i will start working on that by the activities that we have right
0: now i have to ask you about the food how is the breakfast itself breakfast is good <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know you get uh, you get fried eggs scrambled eggs uh, you get uh, bacon sausage uh, Gravy and biscuits, uh, you get whatever, you know, we have a little menu, we, we get put together and, and uh, both of our restaurants, I uh, had to beat them up a little bit, but they came down to a nice buffet or a nice complete breakfast for $8 a person. And uh, we always give away a couple of breakfasts every other Thursday. Uh, another thing that we do is we have a 50-50. When I took over, we had not a penny to do anything with. Today, I'm happy to say we have over $7,000 in the bank. And we do what we need to do, and and uh, do it with uh, ease.
0: Just wonderful. Well, you are a mover and a shaker, Hershel. I tell you, you you get things done. I can tell <laughs> I can tell right away that you're the kind of guy. You get things done, and you care very passionately about veterans' issues and, and the, the veterans' oh. community. I mean, that's just obvious. Let me ask you: What are some of the challenges for you? You know, you're heading up this organization. You're doing a lot of the coordination. You know, you're on the phone constantly. What are some of the challenges that you are facing?
1: One of the biggest challenges I had is uh, March 2nd, 2015, I was out at my daughter's house uh, and I got out of my car and I dropped dead. Whoa. <laughs> now, listen, that's a fact. <laughs> um, my grandson was with me. He, he called the cops. They were less than two blocks away. They got there and started artificial respiration and uh, then hit me with the paddles once. I came back, but I went again and uh, they hit me the second time and I, I came up and I stayed. And I'm so thankful to be alive and be a part of everything that I do my goodness but uh, but that was in uh, March second of two thousand fifteen, and you know I just feel like every day that I live is a day that was given to me right right, so over and above um, another uh, award that I have for what I do you know these these are things that make me do what I do is because you know everybody appreciates a little bit of candy sure, and in uh, two thousand and fourteen, uh, I was selected by the state of Illinois Department of Veterans. Affairs as Veteran of the Month for the state of Illinois. So uh, I have a nice proclamation hanging on my wall for that. That's
0: amazing. Great. Great. I love doing what I do. <laughs> obviously, obviously. And that's great. We see a lot of veterans who are older and they're active and they come to our breakfast and involved in other veterans organizations too. They have that same spirit about them. You know, They it keeps them going. Being active is what keeps them going. And we see that with all the folks who come to our breakfast that they are, you know, they're just, they're happy to be there. It's an activity that they appreciate and they cherish. And uh, that's, it's wonderful to be around old folks like that. You know, veterans have a certain way of looking at the world. Uh, You know, patriotism is there, of course. But a lot of veterans are really can-do kind of people. They're mission-oriented. They have an incredible work ethic. Do you see that amongst all the veterans?
1: I see that in a lot of veterans. I see a lot of veterans that still, you know, they... Well, I see a lot of veterans that don't feel that they're deserving of the spirit and the awards and stuff that we give them. They say, "My God, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. I wasn't no no hero. I, I I just I just did what I had to do." And I said, "That's what we all did. Right. We did what we had to do." You heard what I said. If if a man signs his name on a dotted line and says that he'll give his life for something, it means something to him. Our patriotism is pretty big here, pretty strong. We're in. We we get the to groups together and do all the parades and. I get quite a bit of help. Some people have to stand on the curve and watch. Right. And, and they do. And that's fine, too. You know, they come to the breakfast, they support us there. And there's people have different ways of showing their respect and their, their uh, patriotism.
0: So what's next for the Fox Valley Veterans Breakfast Club? The
1: big thing we're working on right now, we are the host of the Vietnam Wall coming to Oswego, Illinois, on June 29th through July 3rd of 2017. That's a major project. We are working on making it a huge event. We will have the uh, the Vietnam Wall. We will have a healing field beside or around the Vietnam Wall with over 4,000 American flags all in line. I'll, any way you look, it'll be in a straight line. Uh, we do plan on building a uh, a little Vietnam village with a tower and a couple of hut, uh and we'll have a helicopter sitting there like a little battlefield. Mm-hmm. I've got another project if I can find a sponsor we're going to build a sign that says uh, Illinois veterans who gave it all gave all in Vietnam and there is 2962 veterans and I'm in the process now I'm trying to find a sponsor to pay for 2962 name tags and they will all be hanging on that wall as you enter the Vietnam Wall. Wow. That's something I'm working on now.
0: Wow. Do you see the Breakfast Club itself, the, the meetings that you have uh, you know, at the meal, do you see those getting larger and outgrowing your current venue?
1: I tell you, right now I have people say, you know, if we had more room, I'd invite a, a buddy. In our new venue that we just moved into a, couple, a month and a half ago, we're already at the point where we have maybe three to five chairs left. And uh, I I, I still see it growing. I mean, we're trying right now. We're trying to decide where we want to make our permanent home. The first restaurant that we were in, Grandma's Table, they have told us you don't have to meet in the meeting room in the back that's small. We'll give you the whole front of the restaurant uh, if you'll come back. They'll close the restaurant down for us from 7 to 9 on Thursday morning.
0: Is the public invited to come to these breakfasts?
1: Anybody can come to the breakfast. I invite all of our local businesses uh, anyone, especially our sponsors, I like for them to come and see the the veterans uh, as they are. You know, the, this the bank president that came over uh, uh, last Thursday, uh, he was just he was astonished at, at at what we have. He said, "This is this is more of a deal than what I thought it was." So I think he'll be more willing to share his uh, economic. Uh, <laughs> controlled for us now <laughs> the the ford dealer uh the chevy dealer uh, these these kind of people that they don't contribute that often to veterans organizations, but they're contributing to local veterans organizations
0: right right and that's important so it is wonderful yeah yeah are you guys recording any of your events you have speakers and you have people who, who may want to talk you know any recording video or, or audio recording
1: i haven't done any of that we do take pictures we put together We have an in-house photographer that's at every meeting. We have six, seven, seven scrapbooks right now, and we just keep a scrapbook going all the time, Uh, keep adding to it. Anytime we give an award or or anytime we have an important speaker, well, they're all important, but anytime we we have plenty of pictures taken and we do put that in the scrapbook.
0: Oh, terrific. Here in Pittsburgh, the Breakfast Club has been around for about eight years, and it wasn't until 2012 that we started to record our events. So, you know, it was just, we had a recorder plugged into the microphone, and and now it's grown pretty elaborate. And so we make these recordings, we put them on our websites, and folks who can't attend the breakfast, you know, they can go to the website, they can listen to the entire program.
1: And that really sounds interesting, and, you know, if I I'd had to find someone that could do it, I'm not tech savvy. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. But uh, we do have one newspaper, uh, it's a weekly newspaper, but we have him at every breakfast, uh, the editor, the owner. And he writes, he writes a lot about us.
0: Well, we've been doing this for a long time, and um, we think we're fairly good at capturing these, um, you know, these programs, these events. And, you know, if you'd like, I would be happy to you know, work with anybody that you have there who would like to record on your end to help set that up. You know, I've got lots of experience doing this as an audio engineer. I'd be glad to sort of give you some recommendations how to do it. So my organization is uh, part media company, part oral history project. I do the recording for the Breakfast Club and others. So, Herschel, if someone wanted to look up Fox Valley Veterans Breakfast Club, you have a Facebook page, right?
1: Yes, we do. We have a Facebook page, Fox Valley Veterans Breakfast Club.
0: And they could see some of the wonderful work that you're doing there, lots of great photographs at your events and, you know, the breakfast themselves and also at the events you do in the community. So we encourage our audience to go on out there and uh, check you out there on the Internet.
1: That's great. And uh, glad to know that, that you're you're out there and uh, I'll be checking all your websites out and uh, maybe copying,
0: maybe doing some of that plagiarism. <laughs> <laughs> you go right ahead. <laughs> that's why we do what we do. We uh, we love to, you know, encourage people to, um, you know, look at our stuff, share our stuff.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, it's wonderful. You know, that's what the guys, they wonder where I come up with some of my stuff, but... Uh... we always manage to have a good program for them and and they just say you know how do you think of this stuff and how do you come up with it but we always manage so
0: well Herschel thank you so much for being on the podcast today it's wonderful to talk to someone else doing work with veterans around a breakfast that's a wonderful thing in itself so thank you so much for sharing a bit of your story there
1: well thank you for having me today it's uh, wonderful to be able to talk about and share stories of veterans it's just wonderful to be a part of this and, and do what I do. I love what I do.
0: If you're ever in Pittsburgh, stop by and see us, okay? I sure will. Thanks a million for having me, and uh,
1: we'll, we'll communicate again.
0: Our guest today has been Herschel Luckinville of the Fox Valley Veterans Breakfast Club. I'm Kevin Farkas. Thanks for joining us. And remember, every veteran has a story to tell, and we are listening. See you next time on Veteran Voices oral history podcast.